Time for a Bruins postgame podcast. We're at the Pod Center tonight at the WEEI Complex. DJ Bean, though, is at TD Garden, where it's 4-2 to two as expected. Wait a minute, the Bruins won? The Bruins beat Chicago, Deej? They did. And, you know, back-to-backs aside, uh, Scott Darling aside, it, uh, yeah, a, a thorough victory for the Bruins. I mean, you can try to poke holes in it, but... Uh, long story short, I think all of us expected the Bruins to, to lose this one regardless of circumstances, and they played as well defensively as they've played all season. That's my big takeaway from it. And now, as I just post on WEI.com, the bar has been set for the rest of the season, so when they come out and lay eggs against bad teams, not that they're going to play any for the rest of the season, but when they go out and, and have these really bad performances, this will be the one now that people will hold up and say, Where's this team? Where's the team that beat Chicago? Where's the the team that that systematically uh, took down, at least for one night, uh, the Stanley Cup favorites? This was certainly a signature win for them, right, in terms of, you know, the opponent. This one, they take the lead with really good, solid first two-period play, and they just kind of lock it down defensively. I mean, stretch to say they're finding the identity here? Well, they're doing more things they weren't able to do earlier on this season, so that's that's kind of what I take out of it. Um Poor play in front of Tuka Rask in the house, as we've discussed how many times throughout the season. Um, they were a lot better in that area. They, they didn't let guys get the second chances. Uh, the Blackhawks get that first goal on the power play, of, of course, um, off a second chance. But really, five-on-five five play, you weren't seeing these situations where Rask can't see a puck through traffic. He kicks out a rebound, and, and someone's there to bury it. The Bruins were doing a pretty good job of kind of clearing guys out and keeping them away from the house, much like what Washington seemingly does to the Bruins every time they play the Bruins, or for that matter, every time Washington plays anybody. So, uh, yeah, picking up things that, that have kind of plagued them uh, throughout the season. And like I said, it's it's a one-and-a-half game sample size, but, man, if, if you're the Bruins coming out of the traded line after deciding – all right, we're going all in, we're going to be a, a contender, then you have to like what you've seen thus far. Whether it's sustainable, we'll see. You know, it's interesting, both they and the Celtics' expectations are so low. The Celtics have been playing this no-respect card when they did nothing at the deadline and everybody's written them off, and here they are rolling at home. The Bruins did stuff, but the backlash has been so great, I feel like, from a lot of sections in terms of why are you doing something are they going to take on the Celtics mentality of nobody's giving us a chance to win? Well, I can think of guys in that room, like guys like like Tory Krug, Brad Marchand, who will uh, certainly take to that. Um, I don't know why I just named the two shortest people on the team. Maybe <laughs> they always have a chip on their shoulder. But I remember uh, when the Bruins ran over the Penguins in 2013, four-game sweep, allowed two goals. Uh, the first thing Brad Marchand said after that series, uh, he was asked some question about like how satisfying is it to go to the Stanley Cup Finals or something, and he was like, "Why? What happened? Did we did we just beat the Penguins? I thought that there was no chance we were going to do that because if you remember going into that series, that was they were supposed to get run over. So yeah, they play a little bit of that uh, old school Patriots uh, world against us uh, card, and right now, as you mentioned, with all the the crap they got for the trade deadline, there's certainly stuff they can point to and say, all right, look, everyone's doubting us. Let's, let's prove some people wrong. All right, two-game sample size. Who's been a bigger impact, Lyles on the blue line or Stepniak up with the top gun? I think you'll agree with me on this. It's got to be Lyles, right? Yeah, it looks smooth tonight. Yeah, uh, smooth is a good way of putting it. I still, I mean, I, 
he hasn't had to defend a ton. And I think that when you get into these situations where a team's dramatically outpossessing the Bruins, keeping them in their own zone, that's when we're going to really find out why why Lyles only cost a third and a fifth round pick because he's not the best player in his own zone, but um, he everywhere else he's as as advertised. Uh, good passer, you saw off the rush there, beautiful give and go with Louis Erickson on that saucer pass, but a good first pass, um, really great on the breakout and. Yeah, they've they've become a, a cleaner team with him in the lineup. And uh, last but not least, of course, uh, Art Ross's win total was tied by Claude Julian. Quite the accomplishment. I know that you know don't have 387. There are a lot of teams in the NHL that have a a much higher uh, watermark of of wins by a head coach. But uh, you know, you tie Art Ross, that says something. Yeah, and Julian, of course, uh, took the latest opportunity to to throw in the oh well, it's just because I haven't gotten fired yet <laughs> uh, line, but. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's no even Julian's detractors. I feel like at this point, no, he's one of the, the top five uh, coaches conservatively in the league. And that whether or not you like his system, whether or not you like his style, he's effective. And two Stanley Cup final trips in three years and consistent playoff appearances uh, speak to that. Other than your buddy Mike, of course. Other than my buddy Mike. Now, my buddy Mike would actually tell you that he's still one of the better coaches in the league, even if he. He's wanted him gone a thousand times. All right, fair enough. Well, hey, they beat the Capitals. Let's throw a parade. Uh, get the duck boats ready. <laughs> See you Saturday. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. For Bruins reporter DJB, and I'm Ken Laird. This has been another Bruins postgame podcast at weei.com, presented by AT&T.